Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me, as always, is the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark on the hit TV show, Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for being here. Super. Good to be here, Seth. I know we got an exciting uh, guest today, so looking forward to it. We do. Today, we're here with Jeremy Ryan Slate, founder of the Create Your Own Life podcast, a show to help people create life on their own terms at a world-class level. We're going to hear in a minute how Jeremy had a near-death experience at the age of 19 and literally received last rites from his priest, recovered, and then created the Create Your Own Life podcast, which now has been downloaded over two and a half million times. He's interviewed over 500 entrepreneurs, folks like Grant Cardone, Seth Godin, Tucker Max, Robert Green, and a couple other of our friends, um, and helps entrepreneurs hone their message and impact thousands with the power of storytelling. Jeremy, thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me today, guys. I'm, I'm really humbled that you, you know, allowed me to come on your platform and, and hang out today. We are excited. So let's go back in time, of course. Tell us the short version of anybody who dies and lives to tell about it. We got to know about a transformation (laughs) story, as Kevin likes to say. That's a magical transformation. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, though. That's not the real transformation because I I, uh, was going to college at that point in time. I wanted to be a college professor. So um, I was a double major in Catholic theology and Torah, and I also got my master's in uh, ancient history, not very marketable skills. I was going to say you needed a third degree <laughs> in like Islamic studies. And you yeah, exactly. I would have been set, man. Um, so I was playing uh, football. I was playing cornerback, and I'm in my five-yard back pedal to go and run with the receiver. I stepped in a drain, and I tore three major ligaments in my knee. And when something like that happens, the adrenaline just really kicks in, and I just couldn't feel anything. I couldn't stand up. I'm like, wow, what, what is this? Like, what's happening? So I had uh, what was supposed to be a very easy surgery, um, unless, of course, you're Tom Brady, because he had the same surgery and got an infection. And the anesthesia didn't go well. And what happens is your lungs split off into what are called two bronchioles. And they stuck the tube all the way into my right lung. So my right lung overexpanded and had a lot of scar tissue. My left lung collapsed. And I spent like three days in and out of consciousness. You know, it was really weird, man. Like I felt like I was out of my body at certain points, like floating around the room. There were a lot of people came to visit me and stuff like that. They brought in a priest to do last rites. And three days later, I was fine. It was the craziest thing. I found out a little bit further down the road that, you know, this could have been a malpractice issue after the statute of limitations had run out. And the actual like changing point for me was at 24, uh, my mom had a really, really bad stroke and my family's very tight. And my mom was always an important character in my life. And I came home from the gym one day 
And I found her, which happened to be about 40 minutes after she'd already had a stroke. So I panicked. I called 911. And I don't know how to explain what a situation like that is ever like. I just started packing a bag because I knew like I was going to like need stuff. And my dad comes home and he's kind of like, you know, we got to get to the hospital. Like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm packing a bag. And for me, like almost losing my mom, um, we still have her today, luckily, like that made me realize like, what are you doing here, man? You're teaching high school in a job you don't like. Um, You're not happy every night coming home. And life could end. So, like, what are you going to do about it? Okay, so that leads to the Create Your Own Life podcast. Talk about how you started that and now how you've grown it to, you know, 2.5 million downloads. So, I quit teaching in 2013 after my mom had a stroke. And I kind of went through a bunch of different things to, like, see what was going to stick. My wife was presented a network marketing opportunity, which I didn't know what that was. So, I saw this presentation. And I thought I was going to be, like, a baller and make, like, a million dollars in that week. And it didn't happen, obviously. So I was trying to like figure that whole situation out. And during that point in time, uh, my dad called me and he goes like, son, what are you doing? Like, why are you quitting your job? And he's somebody that he's been at the same career for almost 40 years. He started the machine shop there, worked his way all the way up into management in the company. So like to him, that's the path you take. And I'm like, well, dad, I want to create my own life. And it was kind of set in angst. And it took another two years to, to come out as I went through selling life insurance, uh, selling products on Amazon launched this podcast, which I reached out to the hundred people I most admire, uh, one of which was Kevin and agreed to be, you know, those initial guests in the show. We got 10,000 listens in our first 30 days. um, And it just kind of snowballed grew from there and led to our current agency. So how successful now is your podcast? How often do you do it? Sure. Let's talk about this. Yeah. So that, I mean, this is this one of your main revenue generators now? So we make some advertising money from the podcast, but I really look at any podcast and our podcast specifically as a PR vehicle, right? It's the thing to help you get the right positioning because you're seen talking to the right people. Um, It's an amazing networking tool. So I'm also able to talk to a lot of people that I wouldn't always have access to. Like I've talked to a lot of pro athletes and stuff like that. Um, So, you know, the show is getting like around 50,000 listens a month. So it's doing pretty darn well. We publish three days a week. But really, for me, it's the main piece that helps us get attention for the business side of things, because it makes me more relevant in the world out there and also allows me to have a connection to people I just wouldn't get a chance to speak to. So it's helped to feed our our main business, which is really our PR and podcast booking firm, uh, Command Your Brand Media. We make some advertising money off the podcast. That's not really that much to write home about. It's more about the networking and ability to connect with really, really cool people. Get me a lot of speaking gigs at conferences and stuff like that. So really, I see it as a tool to the PR vehicle of everything else you're doing in your business. I mean, the, the world of podcasting has, is becoming a very powerful place to be, right? And the, I mean, mm-hmm. the Joe Rogans of the world that are just out there crushing it, right? Yeah. So, so now you not only have your own podcast, but you're doing PR and you, you say you're booking people for podcast. Is, is this kind of, is, I, what I'm trying to get at is the monetization for you, mm-hmm. cash flows, you know, where's your, on a day-to-day basis, where's mm-hmm. your, where does your revenue come from? Our revenue comes mainly from our, from comes almost 95% from our PR firm. Cause you know, as I said, the podcast itself is more of a PR vehicle. So we have uh, seven employees over there. It started as just me and uh, later brought on a director of sales, which has been great. Um, we have uh, my wife, which was originally our lead publicist. And uh, we got her, a junior publicist under her, hired that junior publicist and assistant. So really what we're doing is somebody comes to us and says, hey, I'm launching a book or launching a product or whatever it may be. I need to get in front of the right people. So with her 10 years of PR experience and my podcast and new media experience, we find out who you need to be in front of. How do you need to de- deliver that message? And you know what shows do you need to be on to have that? And then even beyond that, 
as, as a marketer, Seth, you'll understand this. Like, what are you going to do with that content? Like, how are you going to remarket it? So a lot of what we teach to people is remarketing for content as well, because we just find that to be vital. So that is where just about all of our revenue comes from is this agency we built in 2015, uh, which has allowed us to really help some incredible people. Like right now, I've, I've written a new book um, with Hay House. Uh, the manuscript's been turned in. It's going to launch this year. Um, and so one of the big things that they're pushing me saying, hey, look, when this launches and don't wait until it launches because we're now starting those plans <laughs> six, eight months out, right? right. Um, you need to be getting on the top podcast, right? So mm-hmm. how has podcasting become, you know, it, as a supplement to public relations as you're doing, as well as new book launches, et cetera? Well, it's really interesting too, because if you look at it, like the way that the, and you know, you being in the position you're in, Kevin, you'll understand this is the way the consumer is going, they don't want to be told what they have to listen to anymore, right? They want to make that choice. That's why we have Netflix. That's why we have Amazon Prime. And podcasting is very much the same thing is they're choosing what show they want to listen to. Right. So the type of influence those hosts have by who they bring on their platform is really incredible. So like even when Lewis Howes launched his book, The School of Greatness, he went on 29 different podcasts and these were top-tier podcasts, to launch that book to New York Times bestseller. It's really become the new way to make a book tour because you can get in front of the exact type of people you want to get in front of, and the listener wants to listen to that. They're not just passively listening to radio or something like that. It's a, it's a very different type of listener. I, I, that, that'd be an interesting list to see, the 29 podcasts. Yeah, I'd like to know that as well. <laughs> did to, to put his book into New York Times, of course. He, there was many other things behind the scenes. Oh, absolutely. On in addition to that, but yes, mainstream podcasts are, are can be very, very powerful. And and it just, you know, hey, look, you're in business. I'm in business. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something we could discuss at a later point on this because mine is going to be a very significant book launch with Hay House. They're mm-hmm. putting a lot of time and, and money behind it. And so to be continued, let's, you know, let's discuss it at a later time. Okay. Sure. Cool. It, it, Obviously, we've got to make Kevin's list of 29 <laughs> and then get him there. It's probably going to be more than 29. All right. So, well, can I, can I point out one thing that, that Kevin said that I think is really important? And yeah. he mentioned, too, when he's launching this book, you're looking at like more than like, hey, this book's coming out right now. Um, like, we'll have authors come to us sometimes. We worked on a lot of book launches. Like, all right, my book's coming out next week. And it's like, all right, well, good luck with your launch because I can't really help you with that. Like, you were right. saying you're thinking eight months forward. Yeah. You have to because yeah. these content calendars are long, man. I mean, my book is, we're launching in September, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're saying you need to be lining these things up today. Yep. And yep, so 100%. I, I'm glad to have the mindset of planning ahead on this one because, it, you know, it, who knows if in New York Times bestseller list, they changed some of the algorithms and things. Yep. I just want this to be a big, successful book, but I'm also going to be driving mainstream television as well as podcasting, hopefully you know, like CNBC Squawk Box and, you know, maybe a Good Morning America, t- Today Show, whatever, whatever I can get, you know, it's, a, let's, you know, but it's, it's, it's business oriented, entrepreneur oriented, obviously. So um, anyway, go ahead, Seth. I know you had a question. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Jeremy, you talk about growing your brand by, we're talking about growing your brand by appearing on top rated mm-hmm. podcasts. Now it's not enough just to be on the show. Right. How do we make the most out of that appearance? Because in a trackable way, so that we know what, let's say, our ROI or RO appearance actually mm-hmm. is. Because just showing up and doing a great interview isn't enough. No, a hundred percent. And and here's and here's what I'll say to that as well is I find that people have this idea that bigger is always better, 
And especially in the podcast space, I just want to bust that myth right here. It doesn't always matter. It needs to be the type of people that need to hear and receive your message. Like we had a client one time that they needed to reach people that their parents were in retirement age. So that's a very specific type of podcast you have to get in front of. So I'll say first and foremost, that's really important. But the other thing too is every interview is going to be a little bit different, but there's a general format that they all follow. And we call this story message call to action. So your personal story ties to your three to five key teachable points where you explain absolutely everything. Don't hold back because the listener knows that. And then you actually give them a place to continue that at the end. And you give them one place because you've probably heard people on interviews, Seth, where they say, all right, so my website is, my Instagram is, my grandmother's email address is. They give you out like 50 different places to find something. And your listener is usually in a car or they're working, hopefully working hard and listening to you. Um, they're in the gym, they're somewhere else, and they can only think with one thing. So you want to give them something to continue that relationship. And I like to say there's two parts to any type of learning and podcasts are a learning tool, the theory of it and the application of it. So they're listening to you on the show and they have the theory, they have the ideas, they need to get some, some doingness of that. So what we find is we give some sort of a giveaway, whether it's a check sheet, a, whether it's um, a workbook, something small and just a couple pages that's going to allow them to get a win off of what you just taught them. And it also brings them into your email list or your Facebook group or whatever it may be and allows you to remarket to them. So you need to totally understand, like, have a great story because it gives you permission to then teach what you're going to teach. Teach everything. Don't send them to your YouTube channel or your ebook or whatever it may be. They're there to learn from you and the expert in that period of time and then give them where to continue that relationship. Okay. So you mentioned Facebook group. So let's talk about, so you've got some unique strategies on using Facebook and LinkedIn mm -hmm. to get more attention for the podcast you are on, that you host yourself, like your show and ours, yes. and the podcast appearances on other people's shows. So there's a couple of different things I'm going to say to that. And you have to understand first and foremost, that the way that most of these users are using these platforms is as a mobile platform. So a lot of what you're doing in terms of how you're writing your content has to be mobile friendly. So first and foremost, these platforms hate links. So you have to be creative in how to use what you're writing without using a link because if you post a link to a YouTube video, Facebook's going to crush it and show it to no one. If you post a link as your post on Facebook or LinkedIn, no one's going to see it. So understand first and foremost the rules of the platform and then what native content is for that. So for Facebook, uh, a lot of what they like is really great video that's native to Facebook and you can have a link in the comments or, you know, a link in the post that's had the link preview removed. You know what I mean when I say link preview removed, Seth? Like you can, you put the link in, you click the X and the little preview di disappears, but it's still a link and it's a story. You want to have something that's storytelling. And I find as well, especially on LinkedIn, I'm getting most of my traffic from LinkedIn right now. Like I'm getting anywhere from 10 to 15,000 views on a post on LinkedIn. And I'm finding that video isn't doing as well in 2020 as it was in 2019. I'm finding it's going back to what was working in 2018. And that's long form written content, uh, which I think it was BuzzFeed that called it broetry. Um, because at the time, there's a guy named Josh Fector that was writing these long stories. And it was kind of like business poetry. So you write a, your first three lines you're going to have on a, a LinkedIn post is what you get before the button that says see more. So what you want to do is those first three lines should be something shocking, something interesting. Like one time I said the percentage of people that actually ever make it to the Olympics, and that gives people to read more about my actual posts. You skip lines in between because it's mobile friendly and your eyes can separate it, and it's actually going to get more views of that post. And like I said, remove the link preview. So I know I just kind of like vomited on you here, yeah, Seth, yeah, yeah, but you yeah, need yeah, to make sure, sure it works for each one of those individual platforms. That's all right. Jeremy, look, I just want, I want to understand this. So did you say like, if somebody wanted to give away a, a bonus um, booklet, like I have something I wrote called the 10 steps to a perfect pitch. Yes. How to 
how to pitch your idea, your product, your investment, boom, boom, boom. And it's a, like a 40, 60 page little mini booklet kind of thing, but it's digital. Now, could, could that be used as something to give away or would, yeah. would a Joe Rogan not let, once you're giving away stuff like that, or do, do they help, do they want their audience to get some free, good content? Well, actually, what I would say, Kevin, is that sounds like a great resource, and it also sounds like you guys really surveyed the title, so that's awesome. But what if for a giveaway on a show, I'd really step that back, like that may be too much okay. in terms of like it should be something that's just a couple pages. Okay. And any podcast is going to say like, hey, where can people find you? And that's okay. going to be the right time to talk about that link. Um, and I like to say what's called a story pitch. You know, it's a minute or less, but, you know, I was in a situation just like this where I didn't know how podcasts could help me. I find out how they could help my business and I want that to happen for you. And that's why I created this free resource. So that story pitch is really going to be something that gets somebody through that. And any podcast is going to give you a place to say, Hey, where can we find you? So it's just a matter of you deciding where it fits. Gotcha. Awesome. We greatly appreciate it. Action packed interview filled with actionable advice. Jeremy, thank you so much for your time. So perfect segue, Jeremy, for our folks who are listening and watching, you want to learn more about the create your own life podcast and all things, Jeremy Slate and command your brand. Where should they go? Where is the one place to go find you and what are they going to get when they get there? Absolutely. Well, quick 30 second story about this, Seth, because you and I were just talking about this for four years. Our website has been commandyourbrand.media because I didn't do any research before I bought the, before we started the LLC four years ago. Uh, We finally negotiated the owner of commandyourbrand.com from $10,000 down to 2.1K. And uh, so you can go over to commandyourbrand.com slash seven reasons. And you're going to find the seven reasons why nobody knows you. And once I figured out how online PR works, once I knew a lot of these different things, you know, it really changed the game for us. So I want that to happen for your listeners as well. So that's commandyourbrand.com slash seven reasons. And the number, seven, number, number seven, seven will work. Perfect. Okay. Really? Awesome. Sharkpreneur, Seth Green, Kevin Harrington, hey. Jeremy Slate. Thank you so much. Awesome episode. Great job, Jeremy. Thank you, buddy. I'll be talking to you soon, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.